This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network with a look at markets. I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets had a uh, severe risk-off selling day on Friday following the Thanksgiving Day holiday. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose's grain traders are just taking risk premium out of the grain and livestock markets. A risk-off type of day, and I think probably one of the dominant issues is option expiration on December positions in corn, wheat, bean oil, and uh, soybean meal. So I think that took a lick to the downside, led by uh, bean oil, that the uh, market share, the oil share, if you will, just led the soybeans uh, to the downside. Weather in South America, of course, uh, is the other big issue. Bauer trading market analyst Ben Cash says the grain markets actually had more of a holiday light volume feel early in the week. There wasn't a lot of news out over the weekend. We're seeing some rains move into west central Brazil, some of the driest areas of Brazil, and uh, that leads us a little bit negative. If we're looking at the extended models, it looks like we're going to turn back dry. So uh, as of right now, these rains probably trim Brazil's dry area back down to anywhere from 10 to 15 percent. Uh, pretty beneficial, but um, still dealing with a lot of with high temps across most, uh, most of the uh, country of Brazil, Argentina now. Uh, has seen some recent rains. Their weather has improved quite a bit from uh, um, last year. We are seeing more rounds of uh, beneficial rain for them. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoops says the changes in the South American weather forecasts weighed on this grain market. Northern Brazil um, is going to see a little bit of rain. Uh, we're going to see winter patterning across southern Brazil. Um, there was a, a private report this morning from Agriconsult that they actually downgraded the size of their crop estimate in Brazil to 161.7, but that's still 3.7 million tons larger than the current USDA figure that they're using and above last year's crop. So it's a, you know, it's a much larger crop than what we're going to see a year ago, even though the, the size of the crop maybe is down from earlier estimates. Argentina's new president-elect wants to tie the Argentine currency to the U.S. dollar to combat inflation. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Sam Hudson does not see that having a huge impact on grains. Yes and no. I mean, I think it's going to relate to, you know, not having these big boons and busts in terms of supply down there. You know, it seems like hoarding has still been a, a very prominent, you know, action with those farmers in that region until they you know, come up with these programs to facilitate movement. And so I think, you know, if they relax, you know, some of their quotas and export uh, regulations and taxes, I think it'll help it'll help those supplies be more accessible to the world, I guess, and instead of having you know it all taken off and then all put back on. So I think it'll smooth things out. Progressive Ag Marketing market analyst Brian Strumman says the livestock market saw a sharp sell-off. Oh, it was a tough day. You know, you look at the, the live cattle and we broke through support and down to levels last year in April. Uh, I think, you know, stops got hit uh, on the way down and that just accelerated the move. The cash market's down another dollar this week, and the the cold storage report did show stocks up 6% from last month, and that came out Wednesday afternoon. So just uh, not a lot of buying interest there today, and I think we're down like $22 since uh, the September 20th high. So uh, tough day in the live cattle, same story in the feeders. You know, they followed the live cattle uh, lower and down to levels last seen in March. And USDA's market news reporting that the market premium for hogs raised in compliance with California's Proposition 12 is underway. The hogs raised with specific sow housing requirements. Prop 12 takes effect at the beginning of the year, but the National Weekly Direct Swine Non-Carcass Merit Premium Report is already available. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conant. 
Every livestock farmer knows they can't control the weather. Recent growing seasons have shown rain can be hard to come by at times. Now you can add protection with a pasture rangeland forage policy through Egg Country Farm Credit Services. PRF policies help protect you against future yield losses caused by a lack of rain. Better yet, they're customizable and can cover hay and pasture acres. To learn about a PRF policy, contact your local Egg Country office today. Thanks to the American farmer for putting food on the plate, clothes on our back, and fuel in our tank. Your work is measured in acres, not hours. The Red River Farm Network is here to deliver farm news, markets, and weather information to the best farmers in the business. From Rugby to Benson and Roseau to Aberdeen, the Red River Farm Network covers agriculture. Go online to rrfn.com to find your local Red River Farm Network radio station. Podcasts are also available online at rrfn.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. This is a look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Workers hired by farms and ranches during the week of October 8th is down 1% from October of 2022. In the Northern Plains region, including North and South Dakota, the labor force was down 3%. The Lake region, including Minnesota, was down 5%. Farm workers in the Northern Plains were paid an average wage of 19.37 per hour. In the Lake Region, hourly wages averaged $20.38 per hour. The cost of labor, when you can find it, is of high concern for producers. American Farm Bureau Chief Economist Roger Cryan says new rules for H-2A labor will become a huge problem for producers that use the program on their operations. We're very concerned about the way that the price formula just keeps going up and up. It's designed almost to go up and up. You take the average wage rate from last year and it becomes the minimum wage rate for for the next year. And uh, as a bigger and bigger share of our ag labor force, our H-2A workers, that has a bigger and bigger impact on, on that ratcheting up of the price. So that is very difficult. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, the, the Department of Labor is, is instituting new requirements that all have costs. None of those are taken into account in setting those wage rates. It's a real challenge. U.S. farm income saw record levels in 2022. However, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said half of the farms didn't make money and the 40% that made money still needed an off-farm job to support themselves. turns out that if you have farms that sell more than a half a million dollars in sales every year, you are one of 150,000 farms in the country. You're 7.5% of all farms. They received 89% of the income. Now, they didn't produce 89% of the products. They produced about 68%. So they got a majority, they got almost 90% of the income, which meant that 92.5% of our farms, roughly 2 million, had to share 11%. So it's really difficult to get big if you're part of that 92.5%, unless there's an alternative. In Vilsack's view, the ability to bring more profitability to small, underserved farms will mean good things for rural communities. A one-year farm bill extension is in place, but National Corn Growers Association President Harold Woolley would like the new farm bill to be passed in early 2024. You know, G.T. Thompson, the, the chair of the House Ag Committee, was talking about, you know, trying to mark up a bill in September. So I know that their committee staffs have been working on this. It's time to put it together and get it done. Funding will be one of the biggest challenges for the farm bill process. A meeting was held in Bijou, Minnesota, to gauge interest and inform others about a court case between the White Earth Nation and a Monoman County farmer. Dave Vipond applied for a permit for an irrigation system in March of this year. We applied for a permit from the state DNR to irrigate part of our farm out of the Wild Rice River. 
the DNR drug their feet on the permit and, and finally issued the permit in August. And the day after they issued it, the tribe drove in my yard and summoned me to court because they said I need a white earth tribal permit if I'm going to irrigate out of the Wild Rice River. Uh, and it's private land, it's not tribal, tribal land. I farm right on the western edge of the White Earth Reservation. So I am actually where we were going to pump out of the river is right on the border of the reservation and, and Norman County. About 75 people attended the meeting, including landowners, local and state lawmakers, as well as representatives from congressional leaders. Vipon says this was a meeting to simply inform others of the situation he's dealing with, but that there seemed to be strong interest in forming an organization to push back against this type of regulation. Other farmers spoke during the meeting who have had similar experiences. This has been a look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. While the rest of the world is still asleep, the local cafe is coming to life. The coffee's on, the rolls are in the oven, and the regulars are coming in to claim their tables, just like clockwork. Everyone knows that you best be on time or risk paying the price. Even Jack from Choice Bank down the street. All right, all right, coffee's on me. When it comes to choosing a banker, find someone you'd want to grab a coffee with. Choice Bank, top North Dakota Ag Bank for 10 years running. From the Northern Plains to South America, World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. For 40s and 50s across the central parts of the region, and then some 60s will still be occurring in southeastern South Dakota. Monday will turn cooler again with some 40s likely, and then even some upper 30s and 40s Tuesday of next week. And our nighttime low temperatures are not expected to drop much lower. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Several rounds of rain and snow are expected to impact the Midwest over the next couple of weeks. However, World Weather Incorporated says none of that precipitation will be heavy enough to cause any harvest delays. Temperatures colder than normal in most areas through this weekend before warming slightly Monday and Tuesday. Brazil's weather for the next 10 days will be good for portions of center west and far southern Brazil. World Weather Incorporated says the dryness in northeastern Brazil will continue to stress soil moisture and threaten production potential. Far southern Brazil also continuing to face production threats due to excess moisture. Argentina expected to see a good mix of rain and sunshine over the next two weeks, with all areas getting rain at one time or another. Total Farm Marketing Market Analyst Amanda Brill expects South American weather to be a major focus for traders. Any, you know, the rally we saw on soybeans a week ago to the sell-offs that we see, it's very directly tied to those forecasts when they come out, what they say. I think that'll continue to be the story. I know um, I'm seeing a lot of reports of soybeans that need to be replanted, soybean acres that are being... Um, abandoned in, in favor of planting cotton. So that'll be interesting to see. And then it also is going to spill over into corn. You know, those delays in soybean planting are going to cause delays in corn planting. Well, as of this past Sunday, 93% of the U.S. corn crop is in the bin. That's up from 88% last week. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey said crop conditions were ripe for fall field work. So for Michigan, North Dakota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, all of those five states reporting double-digit harvest progress during the week. 
National Sunflower Association Executive Director John Sandbach and says sunflower growers have been making slow but steady harvest progress. That snow we had here the first part of October, um, you know, kind of slowed things down. Guys are fighting mud and, you know, road conditions were not that good. But, you know, the, the warm weather we've had here the last week has been just great for harvest progress. We're probably about... In the Dakotas, we're 75, 80% done, and in Minnesota, we're up to about that 95% level. So, you know, it's just amazing when the weather turns nicer how, how fast you can make some progress. North Dakota Corn Growers Association Executive Director Brenda Elmer says, so while the corn crop varied this year, yields did look good across the state. The uh, North Dakota corn crop this year is really varied. As of this week, uh, we're at almost about 90% of the corn harvested. Normally this time of year, we would be about uh, 98%, almost all buttoned up. But the five-year average, it's still well uh, ahead of that. Depending on what kind of weather, I know some of our guys got uh, dumped on a lot of snow um, just a couple weeks ago. Um, They're waiting for for things to freeze up or dry up, um, and others uh, have wrapped up weeks ago. Yields and quality are also varied, but overall for the state, um, it, it is looking really good. North Dakota Grain Dealers Association Executive Director Stu Letcher said harvest beginning to wrap up in most parts of the state. You know, it sounds like we've gotten some good weather, so uh, harvest has progressed. Uh, You'll probably notice there's a lot of grain piles around. Uh, um, So uh, I think a lot of elevators are are getting to that full point, so hopefully we get rail service continues to be decent. Um, Maybe talk some of these farmers into making some sales on the grain so we can move it. But, uh, you know, uh, the weather's been great, and it sounds like it's been a, a, a good yield or, you know, the corn and the soybeans turned out pretty well, so that's good news. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Don't miss the North Dakota Agricultural Association's 2023 Agribusiness Expo, November 28th and 29th at the Avalon Events Center in Fargo. There will be a fertilizer market outlook, grain market update, industry affairs update, and an NDSU pesticide recertification training class. Trade show opens 9 a.m. both days. It's the North Dakota Agricultural Association's Agribusiness Expo, Tuesday and Wednesday, November 28th and 29th, at the Avalon Event Center in Fargo. Imagine this. You gather a stadium full of farmers, step up to the podium, and tell them about your business. What would that be worth to you and your company? This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network. We fill that stadium every day with some of the most progressive-minded, forward-thinking farmers and ranchers around the world. Find out how the Red River Farm Network can carry your message to farmers and ranchers. We're the Red River Farm Network, and we're reporting agriculture's business.